The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Rascal Toscobble, half-elf rogue. And nothing will stop me from killing Chad. It's just not in hard meat. Oh wow. The high off wizard. And I'm invincible. This is Sir Colvick Dykesy. Half orc cleric. And I like my lasagna baked. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team, y'all. Immune, totally. Okay. <laughs> Who'd have thought? I'd have suspected. Yeah. Having played a thousand Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. And then the glass shattered from around Chad's wall. So now there is a gigantic opening in Melvin's prismatic wall. So that yellow line that I just drew across the the thing, that line is basically where that like hole would be, where Chad's boob used to be. So now you have an incomplete boob of, of protection. However, the prismatic wall is still there and they still can't pass through it without taking all the damage and everything. Platinum Bar's been missing in the hole there, uh, Roscoe. Are you accusing him of stealing? I am. Leave it alone. <laughs> I leave it alone. Let's say that she, uh, what, Roscoe's on one side, Melvin's in the middle, Colvick's on the other side, and she actually grabs, like, Roscoe and Colvick's shoulders and kind of shakes you guys a little bit, and she's like, you did it! You did it! I can't believe it actually worked! I can't believe he kept his word! The taint is gone! Head north to the sunken city, and I'll find you there. I know there's things that need to be done yet, and if there's anything that we need, then then I'll I'll let you know. She's I don't know how like you a... fart with your weird butthole magic, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> weird. The weird, weird butthole, butthole magic. magic. <laughs> you guys are hanging around at your estate at Chad's place, which, if I recall correctly, is where we last left you. And you're fucking around doing whatever. And suddenly, out of nowhere, a puff of smoke billows up in the space between the three of you. And a gigantic four-armed monstrosity that looks vaguely familiar appears. Hey, I thought we got the fuck out of there. Wait, did you? I, I thought we, like, packed up our gold and we were like... I thought you guys went back. Did we go back? What was the last thing we did? I have a terrible memory for such things. Last I think thing I remember, we went and... We, we were, were going like, to go shopping or something, weren't we? Yeah, because yeah, we scooped up all the platinum into our portable hole. And then we were like, maybe we should like buy, buy, get out of here stuff. Yeah, I thought you went back to... God damn, it's been way too long since we recorded. I thought you guys went back to the estate because you were going to go shopping in Periprio. Well, let's find out because oh, okay. we were on our last episode, so it would be the last thing we... Yeah, we've got a platinum, and that's all I remember. Well, the truth of it is, I realized that we've been doing the Chad thing for, like, it's been like fucking 40 episodes or something like that, so it's been a long time and a lot of recording sessions, so wherever the fuck you were, you know. doesn't matter. Okay. Because uh, we're going to do a little side story this time, just to kind of, like, to break things up on the, the epic Chadness that's been chatting us for so Chad. Do we, we don't need do we, um, do we even get Chad. to buy any sweet stuff with our mega platinum? You guys will buy yet. sweet stuff next time. But I want to buy stuff now. I know. <laughs> oh. This is a look day, not a buy day. <laughs> if you're Never really... buy anything! <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> if you're really good, then the next time we go to the store, you can pick out two pieces of candy or one toy. Okay. 
So oh. it's funny because I actually, this is maybe my little teaser for fucking the next campaign and whatnot. I think almost more to keep you guys interested than the listeners, but I picked up a copy. Uh, I have the PDF and I'm waiting for the hardcover to arrive of Matt Colville's Strongholds and Followers, which is a book that gives you rules for dealing with strongholds and having followers. So Cool. So there will finally be a really cool thing for you guys to spend your money on, which will be a stronghold. Nice. And followers. And fo- Well, if you want, you can have followers. You can raise armies. You can do all kinds of shit. We'll see where it goes. I've never really played this before, but or played this way before. Um, but rather than just like giving you guys sweet houses and stuff like that so that you feel like you have a base of operations, then uh, you'll fucking spend money and you'll build one yourselves. But that's not until next season. But I'm excited to see how it turns out. Hopefully the book arrives soon. Nice. Anywho, where the fuck ever you were, it doesn't actually matter. I was on the can, taking a shit. So all, did you bring them with you? You all have to be in the same room for this to work. <laughs> oh. We outside the door talking to him. <laughs> is it old school? Like, is it Roman toilets? Like the three of you are just shitting along a wall, like on a bench? Like, <laughs> Does it like... Like the trough equivalent? <laughs> I'm just doing it out of habit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, man, you're not even... You just go and like hike up your drawers and... It's, it's good social time. So that's why I, I go in there and pretend to shit. Right? I mean, nobody's got cell phones, so you guys are going to go hang out in the loo and that's like... That's where you hang out. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we're all in the bathroom. So you guys are all in the bathroom, which makes this all the more rich. So I will go back to what I was saying earlier. A giant puff of smoke flumes up out of the ground, and a four-armed figure appears in the smoke. He points directly to Kolvik and says, Sir Darkseed, honored by Prince Dolo, your services are required to defend our kingdom and our honor. And then one of the massive forearms smashes down a smoky red glass shard in the space between all of you, which apparently is in the bathroom. And a prismatic tesseract of light encloses the four of you. I'm going to have each of you roll a constitution save. Because I'm starting out the evening with fucking dice rolling. It's like we're actually playing Ooh, D&D. Nice. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 Oh, what did you roll, Melvin? I rolled, hold on, God. Constitution? That's an 18. 18 is a success. Kolvik. Well, it was natural 20 plus, I don't even know what else I have for constitution. 20 is enough. 20 is enough. Plus two, 22. 22 is definitely enough. And Roscoe? 19. 19. Yay. So, you guys, the smoke clears from around you. You're in a very strange room, and and you hear that same person that was just talking to you say, I'm impressed. Generally, the weaker races do not handle our transportation very easily. And that dude steps aside. You realize you are in a very bizarre-looking room, the likes of which you have never seen before. And there are quite a few of these four-armed fellas and ladies strolling around doing various things of... And looking up, huh? What? How efficiently could that rest jerk off a room full of people? <laughs> oh man, are we gonna get into the whole? <laughs> what was the, what was the name of that show? Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Well, if you hot swap them, <laughs> the hot swapping was the part where I really fucking lost it in that whole discussion. It's the tip to tip. That was the. That way you can officially stroke off two wanks at the same time. That's engineer thinking right there. They didn't take girth into account, really, but... No, they. I think they did. Did they talk about girth yeah. in there? Yep. I, I haven't seen that in a long time. There's actually there's a whole um, research paper that addresses this. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> there is. There's, like, they had mathematicians from, like, Harvard or some shit. Like, of course they did. Work up a... And this is why I know there's a market for our podcast. <laughs> Not only does that show exist in the first place, but somebody was like, we should really put some effort into this. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make this. We're going to make it real. All right, so looking up, the forearm dude that brought you here steps out of the way to reveal another forearm dude, and you immediately recognize the mighty forearmed pog slaying wonder that is Prince Dolo standing before you. Greetings, my friends. I am sorry to have taken you away from your lives, but a mission of utmost importance awaits you. I was reminded of your bravery and unusually small stature, 
And as a knight of the Dolorean Empire, Sir Kolvik, honor demands that you stand and fight. He walks you over to a, a large window, and you are greeted by an impossible sight. The inky black of night, pinholed by a million stars, occupies the majority of the view, but as you get close enough to the window, you can see a gray, brown, and hazy blue sphere far, far, far beneath you. The High King of the DeLorean Empire has been taken captive in some ruins on the world below, and a direct result would lead surely to his death. We need you to do the opposite of a bloodbath and rescue our High King that he may be returned to us before the Peace Summit. It is vitally important that you return him to us within 24 hours so we can get him there on time. We need to reach a peace with the Tardian dynasty so that we can really focus our efforts on our war with the Wibakians. <laughs> All I can think of is, like, if you bring your spaceship to 88 miles per hour with this DeLorean Empire, just speed off to time travel or something. <laughs> did, you, did you also say the Tardian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what caught me. <laughs> can I read you this abstract on this? Oh, my God. Let's. <laughs> It's, this was done by Stanford. Optimal tip-to-tip efficiency, a model for male audience stimulation. Abstract, a probabilistic model is introduced for the problem of stimulating a large male audience. Double jerking is considered, in which two shafts may be stimulated with a single hand. Both tip-to-tip <laughs> -tip and shaft-to-shaft -shaft configuration of audience members are analyzed. We demonstrate that pre-sorting members of the audience according to both shaft girth and leg length allows for more efficient <laughs> stimulation. <laughs> it goes on from there. <laughs> Are these theoretical <laughs> papers, or uh, the physical scientists have to get to work now? Yeah. What do you? What do you gotta? How much do you have to pay to be a part of that research study? Mm. That... <laughs> Does they model wangs? Well, they. I don't know. Hold Are on. they using a certain? I really, I really want to see the like 1996 3D animation, you know, with like the spiraling view of. It's all, they always had to like circle around the model whenever they did that. All right, so this is Dolo speaking, correct? This is Prince Dolo this is speaking. Prince Dolo Thank Dolo you speaking. for helping us get back. On and track. then, so I would look around, I'm honestly confused, pulling my pants up from where we once were, mm -hmm. probably because haven't done that yet yeah yeah you guys <laughs> so, should all pull your pants up yeah pulling my pants up from where i just was and then did you have like a no wiper or what you're just gonna pull up anchor and not even you know clean the underbelly at all or with what would transport with my hand or do i just like kind of grab someone's shirt or i just I'm, i don't yeah, know i'm, I'm actually you I'm, fucking figure it out no yeah i'm gonna no wipe and remember later and then go ahead and pull my pants up because that's a little more pressing at this point. Gotcha. The calling on Sir Colvick, so I have to keep some sort of prestige. That's gonna itch when it dries. Mm. You don't know how it works. I know also, you don't I know, know itch when it dries. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> what, did you put somebody else's poop in your crack? Like, Hey, there, there was a time when I remembered, you know, the feeling of poop exiting my butthole. Is that what inspired you to find the third dimension and create a, a butt portal? <laughs> I don't want this anymore. No more itchiness. got tired of waking up with smelly finger, so... Alright, but so I would look out to the, the vast distance and look at my comrades. I'm ready for an adventure. I mean, we just got paid a buttload, so I'm feeling pretty confident in our <clears throat> wealth levels here. And feeling pretty cocky. I'd say, sure, we'll help. I'm glad you answered our call that you involuntarily came along on. <laughs> so what exactly is involved here? Well, down on the surface below, there was a, a site where we are going to have a peace summit, and we had a shuttle delivering our High King to that, which was, well, it was shot down over some ruins. And, uh, well, we're pretty confident that the King is in there, and, and if we try to direct assault, we'd, well, we'd probably just blow him up. So we need you to go in there and find him. We'll give you a device that'll help track him down and return him to us. He pulls out two, like, uh, devices, and one of them, uh, you know, it's got, like, a, a little screen, and it's kind of going, along, like, boop or pinging noise every now and again. He's like, you can use this to track him. You just aim it in a direction, and it'll make this noise more often the closer you get. What's the noise? Boom. Do people have advanced tech? Yeah, you guys are in space right now. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Whoa. This sounds like Back to the Future crossed with Escape from L.A. or something like that. 
Ooh, I want to be a Roscoe Plissken. Cross with Spaceballs. Roscoe Plissken. Roscoe Foreskin. Roscoe Foreskin. Call one eye. <laughs> should, we get you, should we get an eye stabbed out on this adventure? <laughs> you, you like to pull out a patch out of nowhere and put it on. <laughs> Lights a cigarette. Nobody smokes anymore. <laughs> Lights up a jewel. Oh, jewel. Ugh. Anywho. Uh, and then he hands you a second device uh, and explains to you that it's basically just a, a, a little tablet with a button on it and says once you've secured the, the High King Dolo that you uh, should push this button and they'll come down to rescue you. Hey, did I hear you say not a bloodbath? Not a bloodbath. Well, they don't really care, I think is the impression you're getting, just so long as um, the High King is not injured or killed. Oh, so we can have a bloodbath as long as he is okay? If you can do that successfully. So we're seeing under the assumption this is a civilized nation. I mean, civilized planet. Uh, no, you're not getting the impression of civilized at all. Like, I mean, semi-modern versus the standards you're used to, but not so, civilized. Like, let's compare them to like war between like war clowns and our civilized nations. So they are they are called the Tardians. <laughs> well, the Tardians. You don't know if the Tardians are the ones that shot them down. Oh, because okay. they were on their way to peace summit talks with the Tardians. Gotcha. And some something. What are, what are the people down below called? Well, you don't know who these other people are. Oh, we have no idea. Okay. Yes, it is we a mystery who shot down the High King Dolo's ship. Ooh. But the Tardians are the enemy. No, Tardians are who they're going to go see. We don't know who the enemy. We don't know who shot him down. The oh. Tardians are supposedly who they were doing peace talks with, and so they were intercepted by something. Unknown terrorists. Could be the Tardians. Mm -hmm. Why could, uh, could not be the Tardians? Why were the, the Delorians fighting the Tardians? Well, the Delorians, uh, the Delorian Empire, and the Tardian Dynasty uh, has raged on since time immemorable. Uh, they were very near a peace agreement, and uh, the High King Dolo was on his way to negotiate peace with the Supreme Tard in a historic meeting, the likes of which had never been seen in history since the original peace summit. Uh, which is rumored to have be uh, rumored to be what caused the war in the first place. I see. Mm -hmm. The current version of the war, I guess I should say. Pretty straightforward, almost. Do you have any equipment or anything that else can aid us in this? Right. Cool, advanced kind of, space equipment that we might not want. Kind of hoping that a bunch of competent adventures would bring their own equipment. But well, you kind of zapped us out of the toilet, so yeah. we're not fucking space adventurers, all right, guy. You're not going to be adventuring in space. We're going to take you out of space and put you on the planet. Okay. How are we going to get down there? We'll take you down there. How? Are you, can you beam us down? You wouldn't know about beaming. <laughs> 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 and no, they're going to shuttle you down. Oh. <laughs> do, we, do we have communicators? I mean, you, you have, like, the spell that lets you communicate amongst, you know, your minds and whatnot, but they could pin some, some metals on your chest and you could touch them for fun. Okay, well, let's do that. Okay. That sounds pretty fun. They happen to have these... It's sort of like a triangle, but like an A shape. It's really, like, it's all, also kind of looks like a splotch of, like, pigeon, pigeon shit upside down. And they, uh, they they pin each of those on your, on your chests. Nice. So we're, we're now marked as DeLoreans? Yeah, you know, that's a totally missed opportunity. I didn't realize we we're gonna delve into Star Trek here because I could have given you guys like, then like we're, we're not we're gonna send along cousin Bob here, and he's gonna go on the mission with you. And a guy with a red shirt walks in. <laughs> we are not delving into Star Trek. This episode has no correlation to events. <laughs> you guys were real close earlier with what I'm with, with what I'm sending up here, but. All right, so I would agree to this. Uh, and I'd say, companions, what do you say? Uh, all right, I was just pretending to take a shit. Now we're on a spaceship, and you want to shuttle us down to hunt for a four-armed prince? Is that the king? The high king? Right? I feel Sorry. like this is my third of every ten adventures that gets to happen, so Colvick's, like, really excited about this. He's like, this is my adventure. Mm -hmm. I'm leading this. <laughs> I hereby. Oh, fucking, what does he say? <laughs> my right, every right. one in ten Rick and Morty adventures. <laughs> yeah, this is my like every three in ten. Okay, guys, I'm gonna lead the way on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, all Read right. him and weep, old man. Let's let's do this. This uh, metal that's on my chest changed, persuaded me. We should go. <laughs> <laughs> you're all you're like you just keep looking at it and like moving your chest around, catching the light. And Prince right. Dolo is like, you could keep that when you're done too. Ooh, I would actually ask. This is a pretty, actually high favor and a lot of risk going into this. What's a What's kind of a reward out of this? He looks at you funny. He's like, reward? You're a knight of the DeLorean Empire. This is your due. I'm a, I'm a knight. What about us? You greedy asshole. <laughs> 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 oh, can, if we do I this, assume he will reward you as his vassals. Can we be, can we be knighted as well? Mm, I don't know. Let me roll a dice to see if that's a possibility. Oh, 17. He says, of course! Excellent. Yes. Oh. All right, we're in. I'm in. I don't want to be knight anymore. If these guys are knights, God, this sucks. I fucking want to be knight. Thought you were special, and now you're yeah. not special. Kicking rocks over here. I would be happy to save your king with a weird number of arms. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have, like, any any of them with, like, one weak arm? They're, like, three buff ones and one little baby arm down there, and... Or maybe there's, like, a quagmire one that's got three, three weak arms and one really strong arm. <laughs> Variety. Okay. Yep, it looks like we're all knighted and in. Well, not knighted yet. Oh. Just the possibility. Possibility of. I had to go back and listen to that episode, uh, or parts of it anyway, just like, just remembering some stuff. And I, I must not have found the right part, because I thought you, I thought Roscoe said something about he's going to knight you with his weird monster deck. <laughs> I couldn't find that part of it. He did. I remember that. His weird monster penis. Monster penis. <laughs> Weird monster penis is a phrase that has been said far more times than I initially suspected we would say in the course of this. <laughs> it's come up more than four or five times now. Uh, anywho, did you guys have any other uh, thoughts or questions for Prince Dolo before you get shipped on down into this vaguely derivative adventure? Nope. Pretty nope. straightforward. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, no questions. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. But escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it had like a rebound, like you hit a basketball. Doop, doop. Doop, doop. Kind of like a, a zipper that's like stuck a little at the bottom, so you start pulling too hard. And then... Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. There's that episode of... How do you Butter put Bane's above the Franks? <laughs> Squirrely <laughs> jacket zipper, but Squirrely Dan farts and says, that wasn't a fart. <laughs> he runs off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for everybody listening at home, we've all just really discovered and got into Letterkenny. So. <laughs> That'll be the next series of references we'll make for the next 20 episodes. Yeah. Yep. Fucking figure it out. Figure it out. Fucking figure it out. Anyway. So you buttholes get uh, shipped on down to the surfaces, and uh, they basically just like shuttle you down and and like open the back door and kick you out. What you are confronted with is uh, uh, like a long, narrow bridge that leads into like through you know it's like a, a fucking what do you call it? like a huge ravine and a bridge that goes across into a uh, vaguely post-apocalyptic cityscape on the other side. Uh, the driver who drove you down, which was the guy that initially scooped you guys up out of the bathroom, which you guys uh, found out during the transit that his name was Phil. Uh, Phil said that this is the spot that he would meet you back in when uh, when you push the button, um, the come fucking get us button. I would ask Phil, is there any way you can get us across <laughs> this big old ravine that we need to get across? Uh, they don't want to drop you off too close and attract the attention of the people in the city. Plot device. Are we hungry? Does Phil look edible? Mm. But I eat Phil. Didn't we discuss this not terribly long ago, that as long as you don't eat the brains, you're you're okay? We did. We did, yeah. What was it again? Melvin, you were the one that was looking it up. Why can't you eat brains? Prions. Prions. Prions? Yeah. That's a weird... That sounds like the plural of Prius. Prions? Maybe just imagine, like, little cars driving around my head. Well, there's too many prions in there. You can't can't eat brains. Really want the post on. But, you know, I mean, the guy's got four big meaty biceps that probably would be pretty good. We don't need to discuss eating Phil. So, as I look at this bridge, Phil's no longer in my memory, I guess. 
How, what's it? Is it pretty rickety looking? Is it Indiana Jones style? Uh, no, it is a very sturdy bridge. Uh, it is. It's, it's wide, um, probably about 20 feet wide. It's stone. Looks like it's been there for a very, very long time. And yeah, it's kind of chipped up and there's some debris and shit across it. But it is a very sturdy bridge. I'm making fun of my speech impediment now after 90 episodes. You or? fucking said Indiana Jones. Oh, I was fucking, really thinking, uh, okay. What's this short round? <laughs> Sturdy witch! Sturdy witch! He's jumping on it. Okay, you were just being... Fuck off! Nick's just taking a heel turn. Just being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all of you guys. Also, the bridge is completely red. So. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> so now it's well, after you're saying you got to take a leap of faith. <laughs> the blood bridge. Watch watches the two of you stroll out onto the bridge. What's he What's he saying over and over again when he takes the step out onto the bridge? Oh. Or no, I'm thinking of the part where he's like the penitent man the shall penitent kneel. And man will pass. Man kneels. Penitent man kneels. <laughs> so no, the bridge is just a normal stone bridge. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can't believe you didn't get the sturdy bridge part. <laughs> And I, feel like, <laughs> I did such it. Such a shit. You piece of shit. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Think I'm just making fun of you directly. I'm not that big of an asshole. <clears throat> so the bridge leads you across to the uh, the wastelandy um, post-apocalyptic sort of scene that's on the other side. Uh, it's getting near uh, like mid-afternoon, so people are starting to kick up those oil drum fires and shit like that on the other side. You can see, you know, like the fair amount of shapes and people moving over there. They don't seem to have taken particular notice of you guys landing in your shuttle and getting out and starting to walk across because i assume you start walking across sure let's mm-hmm. fucking do it yeah all right what are these people dressed in what are they looking like oh man it's like rags and just shitty scarves beat up leather jackets man we're gonna stick out like a sore thumb in this place Mm-hmm. yeah not only are you guys like wrong period but you're looking way too classed up Especially, you guys have got some pretty, uh, pretty swanky wardrobes at this point. So you're definitely drawing a few stairs as you walk into this town area. And you're getting some boops and some pangs and some whatnots from your little device. And Is there any way? Well, I just think at this time maybe we can find some cloaks or something that can go over ourselves to you, maybe not stand out. You want to rummage around for some cloaks? I do for myself anyway. All right. So what, what would you? Uh, how would you like to pursue this action? Are you gonna? I think. As we're looking around, kind of look at the ground, look at everywhere, see if there's a, a larger larger cloak or anything kind of discarded on the ground. Why don't you give me, a, why don't you all give me a, a d20, just a, a luck roll, see what you find. 19. 19. Kolvik, you find a, a big scrap of, like, very stained up linen that you can kind of wrap up around like a, like a cloak. Roscoe? 11. Uh, you find, you find something that's big enough to cover you, but it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big, it's a big piece of leather. And you, like, if it's in leather, you know, that smells not coming out. It's an old loincloth. <laughs> it's a giant's loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 14. A 14. So you find something that's like, uh, yours doesn't stink, but it's like, it's just a little bit too small. So you're like, you're, you're shuffling and moving it like it covers it up pretty well but you know you're not quite as covered as you'd want to be so suitably camouflaged in the wasteland uh you guys start moving through you see people you know kind of left right and all sides of you there's there's not an abundance but there's definitely people what's up <laughs> there's a meme on reddit that says there's a petition for making Shrek the national bird. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. That's bizarre enough to make me laugh. Though. <laughs> it has 76,000 signatures. 76,001 here shortly. <laughs> that's right up there with Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> Fucking people on the internet will vote for anything that's absurd. And I'm one of them. Oh. <sighs> 
hundred episodes. A hundred episodes. Can you believe it? Maybe I shouldn't remind you because you might start thinking about what else you could have done with your time. Well, certainly nothing better than this, I'll tell you that. You know, you start doing a thing like this and it's hard to guess what's going to come of it. Is it going to be a flash in the pan and you'll be over it like a hundred other hobbies throughout your life? Or will it be something you dedicate significant time and effort to and, uh, and it sticks with you for years? Either option is viable when you first set out. But here we are, still going strong 100 episodes in. Now, we're not internet famous like some folks, but to be fair, it's a pretty crowded market in the actual play scene. A quick browse around the internet shows you that there's over 400 other actual plays out there. Now, we're not at the top of that list, but hey, we're also not at the bottom. But here's what I care about. There's folks out there listening to and enjoying what we do. And to be where we are, or rather, more importantly, to still be here 100 episodes later, well, that's pretty satisfying. So to each and every one of you who's given us a try, stuck with us, left us a rating and review, or gone all the way to supporting us through Kofi or Patreon, we owe you 100 episodes worth of thanks. Let's hope we can thank you with another 100. So if you've been paying attention, you might have noticed that we've been doing a recap every 20 episodes. Well, the truth is, I don't think anybody gives a shit about the recaps. I don't know how long it'll be until we reach the end of this ride, but perhaps we'll do one then? I think when the next campaign starts, we won't even bother with recap episodes. Like, if you want to know what happened, you'll have to earn it like the rest of our hardworking fans. I might not even bother doing with the previously on sections at the beginning of episodes. I'll tell you what, friends of VGAT, if you have opinions on either of those things, let us know through Twitter or Facebook. You got some time. I don't have anything else exciting to share right now, though I feel like hitting 100 episodes is probably enough, right? Thanks again to all of you for listening to so many hours of us rambling. Now let's get back on into that action. You guys are trudging along, following the boops and pangs on your little device. And it leads you up to a, uh, well, a, another shitty rundown building that, at least to you guys, is fairly nondescript from all the rest of them. You find your way to uh, what is very definitely not the High King Dolo. In fact, there is a... God, it's really hard to describe somebody that's like a shitty looking bum as more shitty looking and bummy looking than anybody else. But this guy looks particularly shitty and bummy looking. And uh, so you're pretty confident that this is not the High King Dolo. Um, and he just kind of like looks at you guys and farts. How many arms does he have? He's got two arms. Yeah, then he's definitely not the High King Dolo. Yeah. Uh, what are all these bum people? Are they armed? Can we see? Um, you don't see anybody that is, like, overtly armed, but, uh, you do see as you're looking around. Well, why don't you roll me up a perception? Uh, 16 plus... Zero. 16. 16 plus zero is still pretty good. Uh, you do notice that there are a handful of the locals that, uh, that seem to have something, like, under their greasy and shitty cloaks, you know, and... Some of them are kind of eyeballing you guys because you definitely, even though you've covered yourself up in cloaks and whatnot, well, you're still clean. So you stand out for that at least a little bit. Um, so you're getting a little bit of attention, but nobody is like outwardly holding weapons. Right, old man that farted at us. Why did you fart at us? He farts again. <laughs> Rat bastard. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's totally a rotund, like. He's leaning, leaning on the, or sitting down on the, on the, fucking street, leaning against the building. And the first one, he he raised the right cheek, and the second time, he raised the left cheek. Are you capable of speech, bum? I can speak. <laughs> uh, do you know where we can find? Have you ever seen anybody with four arms? Four arms? You've been drinking more than me. <laughs> <laughs> we should kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Needle laughs at that too. <laughs> and he holds up his arm. He's like, Look, I got this pretty new bracelet today. Oh, that is pretty. Where'd you get it? I, I, somebody gave it. I found it. Hmm. Can I see it? He like holds his wrist up a little closer to you. Can I hold it? 
He eyeballs you suspiciously and he says, How do I know you're not going to steal it? Well, I'll give you a candle if I can hold it. Ooh. Let's see, how does he feel about it? <laughs> how does he feel about a candle? Oh, uh, a candle does not... Well, that was fucking weird. Did you see that? Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> a five, and then I bumped the dice tray, and it rolled over to an 18. I feel like the fates have spoken. He's super excited about this candle. <laughs> oh, here's a candle, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes off the bracelet and hands it to you, and he's, like, staring at his candle. Is there any magic properties of this bracelet that I can feel? Um, you don't see anything magical. You definitely can't understand why, like, because you like, as you pick it up and you're holding it, and then, well, let's say, uh, Kulvik was the one holding the, the little detector thingy, and you put it right next to it, and it's like, boop, 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 boop. like, it's, this is very definitely what was on the <coughs> transmitter. How would you like another candle? Where did you get this bracelet? He's like, I would, yeah, I would love another candle. Okay. There was a question of that, too. <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you really get the bracelet? Where'd you really get the candle? <laughs> My pocket. Are you going to pull out a candle? I'm going to pull out a candle. His eyes go wide as soon as you pull out the candle. <laughs> well. Um, he. I'm going to save you guys a little bit of trouble here, though, because he, he doesn't really know, like... Somebody gave it to him. He knows that much, okay. but he does not rem- like remember who it was or have any specific indicators mm-hmm. to give to you guys. Okay. But he holds out his hand expectantly with the candle. He's like, eh, somebody gave it to me, and then sticks his hand out for the other candle. And I'll give you a def- piece of gold for this bracelet. His eyes like practically peel out of his head, and he says, and the candle? Another candle? And and the candle well, in my hand? He, no, he's holding up the candle that you gave him. Oh, the one. yeah, you can keep the candle. He says, sold! All right. Here's a piece of gold. All right. Takes that piece of gold, takes the, the candle, and, and after a few awkward attempts, he shuffles to his feet and starts shuffling away from you guys. All right. I'm going to make another mystery roll inside here. Oh, yeah, for sure. You notice that there is now a group of uh, of people having seen you exchange that piece of gold that are eyeing you much more intently now. And you can, in fact, identify, as I move you over to, onto this map, that there are about six hostile-looking folks that seem to have... Uh, drawn attention to you. Oh, good. I get anxious if I don't get stabby. <laughs> and on that note, why don't we... Uh... Oh, Sacred Flame. You're already Sacred Flaming? Oh, did I accidentally press something? It's cool. Uh, with that, I'm going to have you guys roll some initiative. Hang on. Don't tell me yet. 20. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was meant to be. That's one thing, as much as I appreciate all of the other sweet-ass features of Roll20, I wish they had a thing that was just, like, roll initiative for everybody on the map. Like, why the fuck would somebody be on the map if they weren't going to be part of combat? Kolvik, what is your initiative score? Ten. Melvin, what is your initiative score? I already told you, 20. Yeah, well, I intentionally forgot. Roscoe, what's your initiative score? 17. Excellent. All right, you notice that there are a total of six of these vagrants and hooligans surrounding you now. And, oh, actually, Melvin is going to get the first turn. Let me move that. And Roscoe will go there. Melvin, you're going to get the first turn with 20. Susan tied you with a 20. Roscoe, you've got a 17. Ophelia tied you with a 17. But you guys both won the dexterity modifier thing on that. Found you guys a real sweet, filthy, post-apocalyptic looking map. Also, we're all rested up, right? So Yeah, make sure you guys are at full stats and all the rest of that, like professional D&D players. Make sure you're at full staff. Not half staff. Not half mast. Where uh, is all of our enemies? Oh, they're behind us. What the fuck? Fuck off. <laughs> Melvin, it is your turn in this combat. I never actually made it through telling the full turn order. Melvin, Susan, Roscoe, Ophelia, Norbert, Ringo, Mandy, Kolvik, and Terrence. That is the turn order in descending order. And Melvin, it is up to you to begin fighting these trashy hooligans. 
Oh, I'm going to try a spell I haven't used before. Ooh. It's called fun. Arcane Sword. Wow. Okay. Wow. Boo. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Who are you arcane sorting? <clears throat> um, hold on. I got to figure out how the spell works first. You create a sword-shaped plane of force that hovers within range. It lasts for the duration. Your sword appears. You make a melee spell attack against a target of your choice within five feet of the sword. On a hit, target takes 3d10 force damage. So spells, you can use a bonus action. On each return to move the sword up to 20 feet, you can see and repeat this attack against the same target or a different one. So does this mean I can use my bonus action on this turn to move it and chop somebody? Sounds that way to me. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to move it to Mandy, who's kind of behind me, and I'm going to chop Mandy. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to draw a uh, fucking shape on the map here if I can find the shape Ooh. drawing tool we're gonna make a big oh wait that's not what I want to do I want to make a big yellow square there we go it's a rectangle you know fucking nuclear <laughs> erection man nuclear erection <laughs> sounds painful yeah it does Oof. why can't I fucking move this thing God damn shit. Doctor, got a nuclear erection. Nuclear. <sighs> the doctor's like, it's nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a fucking second here. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to make a fucking icon so we can fig- keep track of where your goddamn sword is. And I'm, I'm struggling, okay? Give me a <laughs> fucking break. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what you're trying to do. I can't fucking, I can't internet today. Okay, you're tired. I All time tired. for bed. It is time for bed. Fuck it. Everyone leave. Found a cool Snake Plissken shirt. Pretty stoked about it. Did you buy it? Not yet, but I'm gonna. There's no escaping this radical style. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's that a, is pretty good. That's a bold claim t-shirt. What kind of picture of Snake is on there? Like a, a sketchwork? It's like a, just kind of a silhouette of his face on a patch. Pretty sweet. All right, so I have placed a sword on the map next to Mandy. Is that where you would like your sword? Yeah, I mean, I can only move my sword 20 feet, so I'd have to move, like, you know, somewhere close to Mandy. Well, you can make it appear wherever you want. and then Oh, it's, yeah, that's true. Okay. And, then, and then it's 20 feet of movement after that. Yeah, there you go. So that's fine, chopper. All right, so go ahead and make your uh, uh, attack roll, which was a 21. So you already made that. And now give me your damage roll. 21? 21 is a goodly amount of damage for Mandy. And then are you going to bonus action it? I think that was my bonus action, because I had to cast it and then use my bonus action. Or wait, or how does that... I can't chop again, can I? Let me, because I thought you could... I thought you cast it, and then you got to attack. Let me just fucking look it up. On the goddamn book of spells here. Arcane... Louisiana fast. Arcane sword? Why isn't this in the book? Hmm. Did you take a spell that doesn't exist? I don't know. You let me. I can't do anything about the stuff that you do without telling me. I just told you. (laughs) It is a 7th level evocation. You are a wizard, so you can use it. When the sword appears, so it's casting time of one action, so this is your action as opposed to a bonus action. When the sword appears, you make a melee spell attack against the target of your choice within five feet of the sword. Until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on each of your turns to move the sword up to 20 feet. So because you get the initial attack, that was the action that you just made, and now you can use a boner action to attack again, should you choose to do so. I will totally use a boner action and chop Mandy again. Do it. That would be 26. 26 is a successful hit. And 15. 15 is a successful amount of damage. 36 total damages. That's not a bad turn. Did you want to move or do anything else on your turn? No, I'm good. Kind of stuck in the middle with these guys. Alright. I didn't really describe this for the 
viewers at home, by the way, there are a total of six of these enemies. Three are in a group to the west of our heroes. Are there? Are those? Are we standing by cars? Do they have cars on this planet? Yeah. I mean, you don't know what they are, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at those cars. Look at these weird <laughs> buggies. What are those cars? I have decided to name these things I've never seen before cars. <laughs> and that one with the open space on the back, I'll call truck. <laughs> on oh, that thing with the big long tube on the front, that's a tank. That's a tube car. <laughs> <laughs> tube car. Looks like there's a broken air conditioner over there. Mm-hmm. Some power lines. There's a giant S from a sign that's fallen on the ground. It looks like a lot of aluminum cans on the ground. Mm -hmm. Some rubble and other debris. It's just butts holes everywhere. This is a crazy world we're in, guys. Let's just stay here. Shit. Seems way cooler than that other planet we were on. Anyway, Susan's turn. Show me your mustache. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what, what was that and why did you whisper it? <laughs> that was fucking weird, man. You know why. <laughs> Susan is going to fire at Roscoe Foreskin. Oh no. With a very large crossbow. And it is a fucking wicked crossbow. Roscoe is a 21 gonna hit you. That hits me. Oh no. Damage from the crossbow is gonna be a grand total of 17 piercing plus 5 lightning damage for a total of 23. Uh, 23? Dang. Mm. Dang. Dang. I feel like that's one we haven't capitalized on. We've, we've really hit home on the wows, but we have not danged it up. <laughs> Dang is one of my favorites. Dang. Dang! I don't know if anything else good came out of that movie, but Dang was worth it. I got it. the poo on me. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, the land with the fireworks is pretty good. The yeah, fireworks, that, that whole part of it. Mm -hmm. With or without scooter sticks? <laughs> Husker do's, Husker don'ts. Well, it looks like his nuts are frozen to Whistling the porch. <laughs> Here, go get a spatula. Ow, ow, no. Dang. Dang. Nips or dazers? Dang, it's Roscoe's turn. Deuce. Oh, right. Melvin. That's <laughs> Melvin's arcane sword. Uh, count as an enemy of Wanda. Bro, I can't read that. Mandy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be an enemy. All right, so I can sneak attack that person. Yeah, sure. So I'm running up there. It's kind of fast and loose with the rules, but uh, I'll, uh, you know, I'll let it play. It just has an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> this floating sword is my enemy. Um... So 19 for the attack. Uh, 19 is enough to hit. Uh, 16 was the other hand. The offhand with a 16 is a miss. Alright, so we're just hitting with the main. So that's 7 plus... 31. 38 damage. Total of 38 damage. Mandy is now in the bloodied territory. What the hell, Mandy? Mm -hmm. Just die. Mandy's not going to just die. A really shitty roll. A lot of wands. Three wands. Well, all right. Would you like to do anything else on your turn? No. Uh, I guess not. Then we move over to Ophelia. 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 I was actually thinking, oh, Ophelia. The more modern. I think so. Anyway, Roscoe's the closest target. And oh, weird! What the fuck was that? Look out! <laughs> oh, weird! If you click on a picture and then type Z, it zooms in on the picture. I've never done that before. I think you're a liar. No, it only works for him. Liar! Oh no, it works for our characters. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's got to be a, a character. Oh, gotcha. a token is what they refer to them oh, as here. Cool. Well, you are not a liar. Goddamn right. Ophelia runs to the far side of Roscoe. There's just enough movement for that. And Ophelia is going to take two big knife attacks. Ooh. Big knife attacks. Big knife attacks. Uh, so attack number one is going to be definitely a hit with a 26. What? Uh, and that is... It's like a Big Mac attack, but with knives. 
so that is going to be 13 plus... Uh, so a total of 20 damage for the first hit. And then the second one is a 25, so that'll also hit. I should just roll all these dice at once because I... Nope, I don't have enough. Holy shit, 16... 319... Uh, that'll be 25 damage. Chuckles. I'm in danger. <laughs> what, does that, uh, what does that get you down to there, Roscoe? 58. 58. I'm a fighter! Let's see if I finally got you as a, an appropriate challenge level for this for this set of combat here. Uh, all right, so that's Ophelia's turn. Now we smooth, smooth. We smooth on over to Norbert. <laughs> I am. How the fuck am I this bad at talking? Norbert. Norbert is going to advance a little distance here and is going to fire a crossbow bolt at Kolvik. Kolvik, that is going to be a 11, which is a miss against your AC. That's a miss. There, DM. I feel like I'm finally starting to get these numbers down. Uh, Ringo is our next one. Ringo is going to scoot to about yay, and we'll take a crossbow shot at Melvin. Melvin, that's going to be a 24, which I believe is a hit for you. Yeah. And that will be... I'm going to do it in there. That will be a nothing, since I'll use my illusory self ability. Oh, nice dodge. Dodge. Do all Matrix style. Dive. Dodge. And then Mandy's finally going to get some vengeance. Mandy is right up there by Roscoe. Actually, let me make a decision for Mandy here. She got pretty fucked up in that first round of combat. Yeah, Mandy's actually going to be pretty smart. She is going to use the disengage action and is going to run. And Mandy runs... Well, she's right at the edge of the map, so she runs off the map and is gone. You guys don't even get the satisfaction of killing. But <sighs> Ophelia no longer has flanking on Roscoe, so... You know, I feel like it all works out. And then Kolvik, it'll be over to you. Kind of torn, because I don't... Huh? Melvin's going to be heading over before anything else, so I'll, I'll run towards the action. If I can. Let's see where... Yeah, I'll run towards the action here. And right between Ophelia and Susan. Mm-hmm. Move my guy there. And I'm going to go ahead and slap ol' uh, Ophelia with my mace. Do it. Doing it. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. <laughs> For a... Holy shit. Jeez, that actually went under the table thingy. Neural dice, you best come correct. Jesus Christ. You're a mess over there. More ways than one. All right. Nobody nobody even has booze on the table tonight. Nope. Well, there's your problem. It's for a 27. A 27 is a successful hit. All right. And for the damage of... 13. Grant total of 13. You said Ophelia, right? So you're yeah. attacking. And that's actually 14. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Ophelia. What? I, was just, I was thinking in my head that's not 13. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, wait a second, that doesn't seem right. Alright, yeah. 14 would be the number of 9 and 5. Yes. 14. 14 damage is done to Ophelia. Because I'm dying. The number shall not be 13, <laughs> nor shall it be 15. <laughs> One, three, five. Three, sir. Three. <laughs> All right. Kolvik, did you have anything else you would like to do on your turn? I believe you have a bonus action remaining, should you choose to accept it. Mm, I do. No, I just want to kind of distract from Roscoe, so maybe wave my hands across the sky. I Hand wavy. Trying to get aggro. Terrence is the remaining combatant. Terence is going to advance a handful of feet and is going to fire a crossbow bolt at Melvin. No. Melvin, that's a 24, which should hit. It does. Let me find my appropriate die here. Uh, that is 15, 17, 26 damage. 
Can I use a... Sorry, I'm just trying to... I have that luck feed. I'm just trying to figure out if I can... I don't know if I can do anything with that. I believe with... I can't remember if that... Lucky. only for saving throws. Lucky lets you... Let me just fucking find it here. Lucky! I don't know why I can't remember off the top of my head, because I know there's one of them that you can roll and choose which one to use. Whenever you make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, which I don't believe is what's happening here. Oh, you can also spend one luck point when an attack roll is made against you. Choose whether the attack uses the attacker's roll or your roll. That's what I was thinking of. So, that roll was a 14... Or wait, what did I say? Well, I can't fucking remember the number that I said now, and I already moved the dice. Oh, it, was a, it was a 17 when they have a plus 7 to this attack. So that was 24. The other 26, and your bonus has been 9. Oh, a plus roll. 9 is uh, for the big knife. Oh, the crossbow has a lower bonus. So you gotta... Well, anyway. Go ahead and roll. 17 is what you're trying to get under. 6. 9. Where's the dot? Yep, that's a nine. So nine plus seven is sixteen. To sixteen. Oh, just barely. Yes. Mm. Meets my AC. All right. Hey, it was a good effort, though. Good using your abilities. Yeah, hey, worth a shot. Right. Uh, so twenty-six was the total amount of damage that you were going to take, and unfortunately cannot avoid this time. Oh wait, can I use a reaction spell uh, and cast shield? Yes. That would give me plus five AC. Excellent. So then you do avoid the damage. Look at you, you're like a fucking professional D&D player. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, give me just a second. I just want to read shield real quick to make sure I'm not fucking that up. Until the start of your next turn, you have a plus five bonus to AC, including against the triggering attack, and you take no damage from magic missile. That's a badass spell right there. And yes, that is a reaction. Do, do, do. Sorry. Episode 100, Here's a Candle Guy, was released on September 1st, 2019. You are invited to join us for a hundred more Sundays worth of... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! I don't even care. I don't even like Spider-Man that much. I never did. Yeah. It's, I mean, well, it's like Iron Man. Like, fuck Iron Man. I've always oh, hated Iron Man. I like Iron Man. He's the sh- fucking shittiest character. You know, when the, the he, was such, he was such a fucking third-rate bullshit Marvel character that they had to make a promotional reel to show writers to be like, no, really, you want to write Iron Man. But he, com- he has a completed redemption arc, and now he's like the coolest one there is. He is dead is what he is. What? He's dead is what he is. He doesn't Do you have think a redemption like, arc either. Like, yeah. he was a fucking... He was an arms salesman. And then he regretted the arms that he used to sell. And so then he made the Iron Man suit and then he decided he quit all of the arms sales from his company and he became a defender for freedom. So rather than selling arms to terrorists, he made the ultimate weapon and became that weapon. To defend against terrorists. And then he became for the For America. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Tony Stark is the most obnoxious ass in all of the Marvel universe. Badass. Like, and he's he is the fucking embodiment of what every American shithead thinks of themselves. Like, you know what? You know why I'm not getting my way? Because I'm not a big enough prick. He's the f- I gotta he's be a bigger prick to people, and then everyone will respect me. He's the fucking. He's the Batman of Marvel Universe. Yeah, I fucking hate Batman too. There, I fucking said it. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man is kind of a fascist. Like what? I mean, all he proves is that the best superpower is a lot of money. Oh, you can fly and shoot beams out of your eyes. Well, Batman's still gonna kick your ass because he's got money. He wants to register people. Who's, like... Iron Man in the Civil War. Uh, yeah. Storyline. I wouldn't say he's a fascist. War Machine's more of a fascist, because he's, like, you know, 
military industrial complex. Right. Can't believe we're fuck off, you stupid nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe we're here.